Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. This is wisdom from God to us. Solomon is saying to his son, hey son, as the door turns on its head, so a lazy person turns on his bed. What does that mean? It means this. If you're a lazy person, you're going in life nowhere. You don't have any desire, no goals, no step out, no trust. You're just drifting through life. Just a lot more disease. And we laugh, but you're going absolutely Ants are great teachers. There are several things Pastor Mark will tell us that we can learn from ants that will help us as we become better workers for God. Solomon called lazy people sluggards, and so he mocked them with ants. If they would only watch ants for a few minutes, they would learn success, for the ants were much wiser than sluggards. Pastor Mark will ask us to consider the ways of these little animals. Are you like the ant in the way you attack your job every day? Hard work will do much more than talking, dreaming, or sleeping. Get busy. The way you work is an act of worship to God. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 15, for our continuing study entitled, Wisdom from the Ants. If you're a Christian this morning, you should have a reputation for diligence, thoroughness, and simply being a hard worker. I wish I could say that was true for most Christians. Let me be very honest with you this morning. Do you know there's one reason this fellowship doesn't put out a a little booklet that lists all the business owners in this fellowship? So that you and I can take advantage of those Christians. Do you know why? Have you ever gone to the Yellow Pages and you needed some kind of thing done in your home? Or you needed some kind of... And you look and you saw this little fish. And you went, oh, I'm going to call him. Because when I call him, I'm going to get excellence. I'm going to get fair price. And I'm going to get a great job. Anybody ever been there and been disappointed? Why? Shoddy Christians. Lazy People who go under the fish sign and do, listen, do not represent Christ. And what has it done to the body of Christ? You see, if you're a worker at work, now this is getting down to where we all live. If you're a worker at work and you're a clock watcher, if you're a worker at work and you're always complaining, if you're a worker at work and you say, it's not my job, Somebody else's job. Or I didn't get paid to do that. No way I'm doing that. And then at lunch you say to the person that you just said that to, hey, would you like to come to church next week? We got a great message and a pastor's there. Good music. It just changes your life. What? Now we laugh, 
But you have just, listen, listen, you have just destroyed your witness. That doesn't mean there isn't a person here that hasn't complained about their job or their boss. We all do. But I'm talking about in general. If that's your, if you're a clock watcher, if you always want to do the minimum, if you're always complaining, yeah, they don't care for me, and then you go out and get in your car with a Calvary Chapel sticker and tear it off, please. It's not the Calvary Chapel I'm worried about. It's Jesus I'm worried about. You see, you say, well, Pastor Mark, that doesn't have anything to do with my walk. It has everything to do with your walk. And that's where we've blown it. So that Solomon is right where we're at. It's smack in our face this morning. We can't get away from it. By the way, students, same for you. Copying, cheating. No, do your own work. If you're a C student, fine, be a good C student. If you're an A student and you like to get by in C's, you're wrong. Use diligence. You see, when we look at this, it's a disaster because we should be exhibiting wonderful things in our life. There should be some kind of excellence. There should be integrity in the marketplace for a Christian. We should be valuable, incredible workers. Not super, just credible. Just be who you can be. Now, go back to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 7. I'm going to give you 10 things this morning. Four keys about the ant, and then six keys about the sluggard. So we're going to go pretty fast, so keep on. Here we go. Proverbs 6, 7. When Solomon got down and looked at the anthill, he began to write some keys. Verse 7 says, The ant has no commander, has no overseer, has no ruler. One of the things that Solomon noticed as he looked at the anthill, there was two principles that made it work. Discipline and work. That's how the colony stays together. So the first key that Solomon noticed here in verse 7 is this. Ants, number one, are self-motivated. Notice, ants are self-starters. They're full of initiative. Some of you won't like this, it's all right, they start early. You can be a late person as long as you work late. There is no leader. Notice, no commander, no overseer, no ruler. No one to hold them accountable. They are, they never, no ant has to be forced to work. They just work. The ant sees the need and goes for it. In contrast, there are many people who are only motivated to work if there's a boss around, if there's a parent around, if there's a husband around, a wife around, a teacher around. Then they'll do the work. Only if somebody is watching over their shoulder. I want to tell you this morning, the ant is just a self-starter. There's work to be done, the ant does it. There's nobody going, get that over in that corner. There's, there's nobody doing that. The ant just goes out and does his thing. See, too many Christians say, here comes the boss. Okay, get to work. Remember the old commercial? The boss used to be in his place and he'd wear this cheap perfume. And it was like, you know, a dollar a gallon or whatever. He'd splash it on. And when he walked in the bottom floor of this huge building, the whole building knew he was there. Here he comes. And they'd start working. Well, he got wise and one day he wore no Perfume. What did he catch him doing? Oh, it's the boss. How'd the boss get here? Don't smell anything. Well, let me ask you. When you're working, do you only work if somebody's over your shoulder? Can you be counted on just to do an honest day's work with nobody coming to you? By the way, I want to remind you this morning, there is always someone 
looking over your shoulder. And who's that? It's our big boss. He's always watching. So see, it's not me. It's God. And we're doing it because we're self-starter. Second, ants are hard workers. Ants are hard workers. You see, not just enough to get done. And, and you notice this. If you've ever seen an anthill, and you go out to the anthill, and I know you've all done it, you, you step in the anthill, then you step back quick. And you're going to watch it. Watch what, what happens in the anthill when you do that. Do the ants just come up and go, oh, nice day. No, what do you see? They're crazy. And you go out in the next morning, you say, what happened to that hill? Well, they moved it right over here. How did that happen? They worked till they were done. Now, if you disturb it there, what happens? They go, forget it, did that yesterday. No, you go out tomorrow and it's where? It's over here. They're hard workers. Now, see me say, well, I don't have that. I don't have that personality. We all have that personality. It's called sin. Don't fall. Our psychology people are weird. Uh, Pastor Mark, you have a triple A, and that's true. That's true. I'm a harder worker sometimes than others. But don't give me the stuff, well, you have triple A and I have minus D, so I don't ever work. No, work is inherent in you. God gave us a nature to work. Number three, ants work together as a team. A common goal. On the overhead, you have a little picture. It's just hard to see, but it's lots of ants that have found a juicy leaf, and man, they're going for it. You see, the word went out. Hey, over here is a leaf. Here we go, boom, and all of a sudden, they're there. And they're tearing it up, and they're bringing it back together, and they're feeding the, the queen and the larvae and all that. All that stuff's working. No, but they're just working together wonderfully as a team. That reminds me of a church. That's what this church is to be about. You, you, maybe you've been coming and you're not plugged in. You're not in a small group. You don't know anybody. You can play. Well, this church is unfriendly. No, you're unfriendly. Get yourself plugged in. Find somebody. Come tonight at prayer meeting. Some of you will go out for an icy or whatever tonight. Ice cream after. One of us. Get way to get to know people. Have somebody over from the fourth that you don't. Invite them. You see, we're to be a team. We're not to be lone rangers. See, we're designed to work here. Not to complain and say, well, I took care of the kids last night. I didn't take care of it. No, they came. They didn't gripe. And God honored it for the kingdom. Number four, verse eight. The ant, it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. So the fourth principle that you see from the ant is this. An ant looks past today to the future. It's not just thinking about today. It's storing some for today. It's taking care of today. But he's also looking at the future. In other words, they're planning. Lots of obstacles will come their way, but they're a planner. They're going to take care of the important things. They know that there's a tomorrow. Spiritually, next week we'll talk about that one. Now, in verse 9, we begin the six keys to a slugger. Can you identify yourself as a lazy person? Now, when I go through these six, for sure, you'll find one or two in there that God's going to speak to you about. That's okay. He does all of us. What I want you to do is think as we go through. Are you more like the ant? Or are you going to be more like this lazy person? Now, when I talk about working, I'm not talking about people that can't work. They have a physical thing they can't. I'm talking to people that won't work. So you get it right this morning. I'm not talking to people that physically can't work, but we're talking about the others. Look at verse 9. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? So the lazy person sleeps too much. Turn to Proverbs 26, 14. God designed all of us to sleep. We need some sleep. How many of you 
need about eight or nine hours of sleep. Let me see your hand. Okay. How many can get by on six or less? Wow. How many on four or five or less? Yeah. Some of you are catching up right now, aren't you? <laughs> in the service. Yeah. That's not right. That's not good. How many of you need 12, 13, 14 hours of sleep? I'm watching. If you do, this one's for you. See, somewhere between, you know, six, eight, nine is cool. When you say, well, Pastor Mark, my personality is about 12 to 15 hours a day of sleep, just score this one in your Bible. The Lord is speaking to you big time. Now look at 26, 14. I love it. As a door turns on its hinges, so a sluggard turns on his bed. Now you think about a door. Here's the hinge and here's the door. It just goes, here's the hinge right here at the show. The door just, what, is, what does the door do with the hinge? It never leaves the hinge. Hello. Says a lazy person, they just turn on the bed, a lot of energy on the bed, but they ain't getting off the bed. They just stay in there for sleep. They just aren't moving. Now, notice, this is wisdom, listen, this is wisdom from God to us. Solomon is saying to his son, hey son, as the door turns on its head, so a lazy person turns on his bed. What does that mean? It means this, if you're a lazy person, you're going in life nowhere. You don't have any desire, no goals, no step out, no trust, you're just drifting through life, just a lot more Z's. And we laugh. But you're going absolutely nowhere. Turn to Proverbs 20, verse 4. The lazy person ignores opportunities. The lazy person ignores opportunities. Some of you will say, well, Pastor Mark, I have that personality that I really don't ever like to take risk. And I, well, you don't have to take risk. The opportunities will be right in front of your face. 20, verse 4 says, a sluggard does not plow in season. So at harvest time, he looks but finds what? Nothing. You see, Solomon knew in the Mideast, when you plant in the Mideast, before there was all the irrigation, you always plant it in the kind of the winter. And it's rainy, and it's cold, and the fields are muddy. So a lazy person would say, I don't want to plant. I'm not going to go out in the wet. I'm not going to work in that muddy field. I'm just not going to plant. But Solomon says this. The Bible tells us over and over, whatever you sow, you're going you're gonna to reap. So the lazy person goes out and he goes, too cold, too muddy, forget it. Goes back in the house, leaves the opportunity, go by. Six months later, harvest time. Gets out of the house, goes outside, looks at his field and goes, where's the crop? It's just dirt. Dummy. We're talking about wisdom. If you don't plant... There won't be any harvest. That's a great spiritual application. But as a great physical application. See, if the opportunity comes before you, and you just ignore it because of trouble, guess what? It will pass you by. And then we're stupid to go and say, hey, everything's going to be all right now. Now let's apply that to our work. Some of you, we all have lost jobs over time, and we're looking for the next job. And some of you have been looking forever. And you pass these jobs that come along and you say, well, it's not the perfect job. It's a little too rainy and cold. And you keep waiting for the next job. Let me tell you something. There are no perfect jobs. 
The reason there's no perfect jobs is because you take you from one job to the next. That's right. I've worked a lot of jobs, a lot of things in my life. I'll tell you this. You won't, there'll always be difficult people, rain and snow. People you, they think the same of you. There'll always be more work than you can get done. Why don't they hire more people? What's wrong with this place? I'm a slave here. The equipment will never be what you think it should be. The benefits won't be as good. There's nothing ever going to be right. So get used to it. You know, God has you there for a reason. When he's ready to move you, he'll move you. But you know what? You're going to have to get your attitude right before he moves you. Some of you have been in a place a long time and he's never moved you. He wanted to move you five years ago. But you're still the same old grapey, complaining person. He goes, hmm, when will you get it? You pass the opportunity up. Start working for God. He's your boss. He's a great boss. Do hard work. Get in there. Don't be a griper and complain. Come on. Ah, yes, I have him today. And all the time we're doing this, listen, all the time we're doing this, our children are listening. And then the lady says to me, you know what? This generation, they don't like to work. How did that happen? Parent. That's how it happened. Because we were nothing but gripey, complaining people. It's quiet, doesn't it? Proverbs 22, 13. The lazy person makes excuses. The lazy person makes excuses. Here's what happens when you want to go to work, and it's a reason you shouldn't go to work. Listen. The sluggard says, there's a lion outside. I can't go to work today. I'll be eaten up. Or I'll be murdered in the streets. And that might be valid for a few areas of our country. But not normally. So this person's always making an excuse. Some, some excuse not to work. Can't clean the house, can't mow the lawn. And it's too hot, it's too cold, too whatever, too dusty, whatever. Here goes the list. Whatever. Can't weed? My knees bother me. Get a longer thing. Can't do that? My arm bothers me. We find a way. If you've ever been a boss, man, do you hear them? I went on the web and just wrote excuses at work. You ought to see the list I got. Pages. Here's two valid ones. Well, they thought they were valid. These are actual ones. I can't come to work today because my dog ate my car keys. We're going to have to hitchhike to the vet. <laughs> now we have to get a note from the vet. Here's the next, this one I love. Picture this, get ready, picture this. I can't come to work today because I'm stuck in the blood pressure machine down at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. The boss's blood pressure just went right through the roof, man. Proverbs 15, 19, don't need to turn there, it says this, the way of the sluggard is blocked with thorns. You see, the lazy bone always finds an excuse not for working. There's always something blocking their way for hard work. And they rarely take responsibility. You can't count on them. And I want to go to an area that you won't like, but it's very valid. As you know, most of my life I was in the medical field. And here's what I've discovered. There are many people that abuse the medical part after they've had surgery, after they've been hurt. I used to work in Michigan in a small hospital. 
was the only pharmacist there, and it was a great job. Did a lot of things. Delivered a couple of babies because there was no doctor aboard, and I just had a great time. But we had one doctor. You could go to him, you could pay him, and he'd give you an excuse to be off work whenever you need for basically as long as you wanted. It was known. Do you know we have the same thing today? People will say to their doctor, well, I just had surgery, and the doctor will say, fine, it's Wednesday, you should be fine to go back to work next Monday. But we try to use the system. I just need a little time to relax. Well, you can really, you're ready to go back to work Monday. I just need another week. Now you say, well, that's not wrong. Oh, yes, that is wrong. That's dishonest. And if you're a Christian, you're lying. You see, because you'll spread that word. And what do you think the doctor's thinking about you? Then after that, you say, I'm praying for my doctor to get him to church. See, we laugh. You've just destroyed your integrity. Some of you are here, and you say, well, you know what? I got this disability. I really got the disability. I shouldn't have the disability. But I'm doing more for Christ because I have the disability. What? You quit it. Get back to work. Now, there's a, there's a time for disability. There is a valid thing for disability. Some of you are disabled and you can't work. That's wonderful. That's, that's fine. We have a way to cover that. We can give you money and our government takes it. But if you're abusing the system, you're wrong. Quit making excuses. And quit saying you're a Christian. Because you're not. You say, well, man, this is too practical. That's where we live. And that's why the world sometimes laughs at Christians. Quit making excuses. Take responsibility for your life. Proverbs 26, 16. The lazy person has a know-it-all attitude. Proverbs 26, 16 says this. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who answer discreetly. You know these people. They have a false, elevated opinion of their abilities. They're always telling other people what to do, but they won't do anything themselves. These are the people that are prideful. Right by that verse, you might want to write this, big dreamer. Now, I don't have anything wrong with dreaming. I think you should dream big. big. I've dreamed a lot about this fellowship 15 years ago. But with this came lots of hard work. Not only by me, but lots of people. You see, what I find with this kind of a person here, it's a person, and there's always a few of them in our fellowship, and they're saying this, the next job, it's the big one. I'm going to make it. That's the one I'm waiting for. Meantime, they're sluggards in the job that they're at. They're just lazy people. They're not doing it. And it's always tomorrow the big boy's coming. It's always tomorrow. And the tomorrow never comes. And their family is hurting. Their kids are taught the wrong work, work ethic. And seven men, look at this verse, seven wise men stand before the guy and say, Dreamer, keep your dreams, go to work tomorrow and work hard. Oh, no, 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 you have it wrong. Seven men say to him, But he has a better answer. No, you're a fool. Pastor Mark asked us how our work ethic is. Do you work as if God is working beside you? Pastor Mark challenged us to live our lives as a Christian 24-7, 365 days a year. That means everything we do, every job we have, we should do with excellence. And everything we do in our lives should be pleasing and be glorifying to God. This may be hard to take, but it can make a difference in someone else's life. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com, click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach us the six characteristics of the sluggard. It may not sound like an edifying message, but we all need to take a look at the way we work and treat our bosses. At home, work, play, school, church, are you an ant or a sluggard? In everything we do, we should have a strong commitment to excellence. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your lessons